Yo, welcome back to another Albumaholics meeting where we confess our problems with listening to albums. This week's band, group, goat, is Daft Punk. The goat, huh? I mean, I don't know what the goat, but it's definitely one of my favorite bands. That's fair. I mean, I know you said you had a little, you're going to have a little problem listening to this. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but you know. Spoiler free. Yeah. How'd you find it? It's only four albums. Uh, it was. It was. I was pleasantly surprised. Okay, uh, that's good. That's good because otherwise it's gonna be a whole one-sided affair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you listen to some of the other episodes, you know that I have a very high opinion of Daft Punk. More of the two of us. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely would say so. Yeah. I mean, a little background on Daft Punk if somehow. You don't know who they are. They are a... It's sort of like a house electronic. I mean, there are a lot of different Dance, genres. Yeah. yeah. Uh, duo group from Europe, who's... I'm not even going to try to butcher their full names, but <laughs> it's Tomas and Guy Manuel, um, who have made just some great albums. And for a band that's been around 30 years with four albums, the, the popularity and the credit and all that that they have it's pretty astounding and i you know for four albums in 30 years again i can see them just you know it's a band's gonna stand the test of time i could see that yeah they they have had a major influence on i would say that style of music and you know just i think they're huge in america and i think they've been huge across europe so yeah i mean i just think they're just a huge band in the world too yeah i mean they've done motion picture soundtracks and Mm -hmm. you know they they're not studio albums, but they've had most of their albums remixed by people that found them, you know, to be influences. I mean, yeah, there's. I think you'd be hard pressed to find an EDM artist nowadays that wouldn't put Daft Punk as an inspiration. As an inspiration, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just a just a big band that I mean, really just kind of came out of the the underground French house scene in the time and just revolutionized that. I mean, they're known mostly for the electronic music, but before that, the two guys were, they played like a live music band with real instruments. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the name of the band, but that's where the name Daft Punk comes from, is they were playing in their band around, um, I think, Paris, and a local paper did a review on their thing, and they called the the band as a whole, just a bunch of Daft Punks up there playing. (laughs) And so when these guys made their duo group, they took that name and called themselves Daft Punk, Punk, kind of as like a... Ah, look at us now, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, you know, I mean, they just broke up. Not even a month ago, I think, at this point. Yeah, I think it was earlier this month. But, I mean, that's a long career from 2021, starting in... Uh, the late 90s? The mid-90s, I mid-90s. think, yeah. I mean, with their first uh, album, Homework. So what did you think about this album? Uh, So... Like I've said before, this type of music isn't really my strong, you know, preference. Yeah. Um, I going through this album, it it felt a little long. I gave it a I gave it a C plus. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. You know, some people consider this a great album. Hey man, keep it a one hundred. Right? <laughs> yeah. Nothing but the truth here. I. I I can imagine a lot of these songs would be a lot better live. Yeah. 
Um, I can see that for sure. Going going through these and listening to them from a studio album perspective, you know, they some of them just dragged on. Um, I just kind of lost interest with some of them. My favorite songs on this album are obviously Around the World. That's one of their biggest ones. I think even nowadays, like, oh, yeah, it's still a, huge a staple song. of their uh, live performances. Um, that and uh, that was really about it. I really like Defunk. I think that was a pretty cool one. But, you know, it's the first two songs were kind of weird to me. I, I really didn't know how to describe it. I know the second one was just like an advertisement for a radio station, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of funny. But um, the first one's what? Oh, God. How do you? Yeah, Dafton Durkett. Yeah. Or I'm not sure. Which, but. it's funny you say that, that these sound live. Yeah, again, Dafton, I don't. That's an excerpt of a live performance. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. So it opens with a live performance. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I, I think it's a. I think it's like a live yeah it's a live performance before they get big so okay but i mean i you know there was another song on here teachers i was like i i was listening to it and i was like is this just a bunch of people's names you know like what's what's going on here and i kind of looked into the history of that and it was a bunch of their influences you know um a lot of people that really weren't big at the time you know that they drew influence from so i thought that was kind of cool to play homage to them you know off their first album but overall, it's it just wasn't my type of music. I I definitely did like Around the World. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's still and, a banger. And yeah, that's and it's such a simple song too, you know. Yeah, with the but, one lyric, and I mean, the beat changes a bit, but yeah, yeah, but it's still just a good song. Yeah, yeah, I've I've heard it said that uh, it's not what you say, but how you say it, mm-hmm. and I think that's completely true with Around the World. <laughs> i know it's just it just flows nice like you, can, you can listen to that for 10 minutes and it just it's like oh it's still you know you don't get tired of it right you know? so but what did you think of this album so i give this album a b the house like house music itself i'm not a huge fan of i'm not a big fan of i guess i'm not a actually a big electronic music edm fan in yeah, general yeah. i'm just not a big fan of songs that are driven by one pulsing beat like you would find like club songs pretty mm-hmm. much and this had a few of them. Um, I mean, my highlights, I really liked, well, this would be ironic, except my reasoning is good beat, but <laughs> I put uh, Revolution 9, 909. Okay. I mean, Around the World, of course, mm-hmm. and Defunct. Those are my big ones. I liked a lot of this album, though. Like, I had it on, and I was just vibing to it. Yeah. It was a pretty good song. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's pretty easy, or pretty easy, pretty crazy that Defunct, and Rolling and Scratching, the yeah. two songs I was so. Um, those were made in 95, and those are the two huge... They released those as singles originally, just just tapes. Oh, really? Just cassette tapes that made it around Underground. Hmm. And, like, they were so good that they got them a record deal. I mean, this album's recorded in 97, but those were from 95. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I thought it was kind of crazy, too, that a lot of the... That this album was just... It wasn't all all the tracks weren't made to be released as an album. They just thought they'd release these as singles. Yeah, yeah. And then they had so many good singles that they were that, just um, like, "Why not? We just put them all together." Yeah, I think. Yeah, Tomas says it was supposed to be just a load of singles, but we did so many tracks over a period of five months. I realized we had a good album, mm-hmm. and they put them together. 
I mean, so this band, I don't want to just sound like I'm listening off the Wikipedia page, but this is the first band we've done where they've had like a, a huge, a huge a, just, I mean, honestly, not amount huge. of information yeah. available. And so I was definitely trying to find some of that too, to balance out just, you know, the albums. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was pretty interesting. Like they said that the name of the album homework, mm-hmm. uh, refer to the fact that they made this record at home very cheaply and very quickly <laughs> and spontaneously trying to do cool stuff. Yeah. I think you can feel that in this album, right? Like just two dudes. And you I know, think just you, you find this, yeah, through the rest of the album or the albums too. Mm-hmm. That it's just Daft Punk just doing it themselves. themselves. Yeah. And they record this album at their own studio and they mixed it themselves and then sent it off to the studio to be mastered. Mm-hmm. I mean, how crazy is that for like a debut album by a band? Yeah, to do pretty much all of the work themselves and then just get the record label to put the polish in a little bit of polish on yeah. it and then actually distribute it so it said i was reading too then they were talking about them they had signed with this smaller record record label i think it's um soma mm-hmm. uh and they released the two singles to them but those singles were so popular that like bigger actual record labels and they end up going with virgin were like a bidding war yeah, to, to sign see Daft who could Punk. sign them, yep. Isn't that, I mean, that's crazy for a band with just two c- singles that are just traded around. Yeah. Like, they were a huge band almost right out the gate. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, this album comes out in 97, but, I mean, these songs are around in 95. And dance music at that time, I mean... It's it, very small. It, it's not small, no. Dance music's pretty big, but not this type of dance music. They, they, ref, they bring house to the masses, but, I mean, you're talking about there's Eurovision dance at the time like this talking rhythm of the night or rhythm is a dancer rhythm of the night big songs like that that are just big pulsing beats club yeah, beats okay. with big hooks I mean Hathaway what is This Is Love that's another big club song okay that's true yeah um but just for Daft Punk to come out with these and it changes just that sound of dance music and club music in general mm-hmm. in the 90s I mean this album was huge for that it just—it was a world-spanning game changer for the dance scene, and yeah, it's just so unlike popular dance music you heard in the '90s. Yeah, because like I said, it's still big Eurovision with a big beat, with almost like a big R&B hook and chorus. Yeah, kind of the slower side kind of thing. Yeah, Not, Some sometimes stuff. slower side, but yeah, sometimes just big pulsing beats with big hooks and you know. But you didn't find that Daft Punk. You found good, solid beats with good, solid like transitions, mm-hmm. like just a staple of what you'll see later in their career. Yeah, I, I definitely do agree with that. Later on in their career, they emphasize that more, more. So, yeah, I don't know. I thought this was, um, and if you get a chance to, Defunct has maybe one of the most interesting music videos I've ever watched. <laughs> I don't know. Did you watch that? I did. I did not. But <sighs> I can imagine. It's directed by Spike Jones. I mean, if you know who okay. that is. A, decently big sized movie director yeah but oh it's just so weird it's it's like just got defunct playing in the background mm-hmm. and it's this dude <laughs> it's this like anamorphic dog walking around just this time just like an after work type in new york yeah where he goes to like an open market used book sale and to this to the store and just yeah <laughs> it's so crazy and it's so kind of reminiscent of what you see from dad funk again later I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's kind of... I like this album, not because... 
not because like I'm big into the house part of Daft Punk, mm-hmm. but because you can just turn this this album on and vibe to it, and it shows a lot of the, what Daft Punk is gonna come up with later. Yeah. But again, I gave it a B because some of the songs were just beat driven dance club music. Yeah. That's not. Uh, I was gonna ask, did you feel like any of these songs on here were too long? Yeah. So this album, no. But that's because this album, I don't know. Like I said, it's easier to turn this album and vibe to. The songs, yeah, you could just play them back to back and they blend in. Mm-hmm. But there's no real songs here, I think, that you turn on to just, like, listen to. Like, you know, you, you turn on other songs and you, like, listen to the lyrics and listen to the vibe. Yeah, and yeah. You know what's coming up and you're, you're engaged in the song. These songs, I don't feel like are written to do that. I feel like these songs are... De- they're meant to be played live and to like to yeah. play live, but to be the background is something else you're doing. Yeah, okay, I can understand. Like that you wouldn't a club, yeah. like you don't go to the club to listen to the music they're playing. Yeah, you go to the club to drink and dance. Yeah, and that's what I feel like and these are listen to for. it in the background. Yeah, but I feel like later in Daft Funk, it switches. It switches, and there are songs to listen to, and I do feel like Daft Funk does have some long songs. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that, but I didn't, I didn't feel like any of them were long on this, just because of the type of music they are. Okay. Yeah, I I had one song in particular on here that uh, it was rock and roll, and I was listening to it, and it to me it felt like it was like five or six minutes, and I looked at the where the seek bar was, and it was barely halfway through, and it was only at two and a half minutes or something. <laughs> I was like, oh my oh, god, man. those are the worst. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean this isn't necessarily my style of music. No, I I can definitely agree with what you're saying. How you know this is. You can see this is more as, you know, the background type music when you're doing something else when you're at a club or something like that. That's where it would really shine. So, yeah. No. Should we get the next album? Yeah, their next album here. 2001 Discovery. What do you think? Let's just have you go first, everyone. Uh, okay. All right. So this was a complete change uh, for me. I gave this album an A. Okay. I really, I really enjoyed this album for, for whatever reason. Uh, I just like the songs more. It started off great with "One More Time," another one of those, you know, just repeats one lyric or not really. No, it's not really. It's more. It than that. has a, a few lines in it. Yeah. Um, but it's very repetitive. But it also is very catchy. And you know, it's very interesting and very well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it goes off with Aerodynamic. I really like that song, too. You know, right in. What about that transition? Right yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Just, that bell. Oh, yeah. Every time I hear that song. Dun. And then, you know, Digital Love was also another good song. It's like the first three right off the bat. I really enjoyed those songs. Digital Love has been like, <laughs> I swear, if we looked up my Spotify statistics, that's a top five song. I, that song has been in my top plays like forever. all time, forever. It's not my favorite Daft Punk song, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, and then Digital Love, Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger. You know, that's another good one. I really like Crescendos. I just really liked, you know, most of the songs on this album. And it, to me, a lot of these songs they didn't feel like they dragged on like some of them in uh, the first album. In homework. These these felt more like actual songs that you could just sit down and listen to. Yep instead of what we're saying with the previous album where there's just kind of background club noise 
you know i have that too in my notes that you know the big thing i love about this album is that it's less house beat centered and the songs have more structure to them yeah 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 very more more structured more melodies to them that i really liked um i i I don't know i just really like this album i i didn't get tired listening to it like i did with the first album so what did you think this album is an s for me S? s okay oh yeah and i'm not i don't i wouldn't be surprised if you're not surprised at that uh-huh uh yeah i mean we'll start off with how daffling you can put it how tomas noted that uh homework was influenced by uh, influenced so many other artists to mimic its sound yeah that they wanted to come in and do something different yeah their own thing to distinguish themselves and man i think they knocked it out of the park here mm-hmm my you know, I don't know. This song, you're right. It has so many good songs. Mm-hmm. Just the, st- yeah, you're right. The start off to One More Time and Aerodynamic and A Digital Love. It's just, they're just such great songs. And I yeah. find myself listening to those all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, when when I was going through and listening to these, I, I mean, this, this was my most listened to album this week. <laughs> the Daft Punk ones. Yeah. But it was definitely my second most. I had, Oh, this album. And the cool thing with this album, and I think the first time I got a taste of Daft Punk, was that this has an anime to go with the whole album. Yeah, Interstellar. Interstellar 555. Five, five, five. Five. Right. Yeah. And that was on that was on Adult Swim back in the day. Yeah. And I, yep. I caught that a few times as a kid. I wouldn't get in Daft Punk for still years after that, but when I went back and I watched it again, which it's really it's a really cool, like, follow along anime mm-hmm. by a pretty actually big yeah i think they i think the artist made uh, dragon ball z yeah right? it's the company that makes it. yeah yeah which was crazy um yeah talking about long songs though the long song on this album and i love this is called too long yeah and I, I agree I noticed that too. <laughs> it's too long <laughs> it's an even 10 minutes that's that's the exact thing i put i was like <laughs> really like this song is too long and it's called yeah. too long <laughs> um yeah so i i love the song something about us off this album mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite and it's one of those songs that as i always listen to it i can always picture song in my head like <laughs> Like, I've always pictured listening to this song, like, some futuristic city. You know, the futuristic cities, like, the multi-tiered cities. Yep. I can always imagine some dude, like, who just broke up with a significant other or something, going into some futuristic 1940s jazz bar mm-hmm. to, like, drink his sorrows away. Like, some mid-level bar, you know? Yeah. And the house band is just playing something about it. Like, <laughs> to me, that's always what I picture of it. And I think that's kind of what I love about Daft Punk. It's, like, it's such a, it's not a simple song, right? It's a good, it's a really good song, but it, it makes, it makes at least me picture something else while I listen yeah, to it. Yeah, like think in of my something. Head. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought about that. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good songs. What was your least favorite song on this album? Too Long. Too Long? For sure. Okay. Mine was, mine was Voyager. I don't know. Yeah, Voyager. I don't know why. I just. This is really awkward. Is that your favorite? Or one of let you. Let me let me um let me read word for word what I have in my notes. <laughs> of all the songs on this album though, Voyager might be my favorite. <laughs> I Voyager is probably one A of my favorite. Uh-huh. And the little part at two minutes fifteen seconds, you should go and listen to this. 
is just the part I look forward to the most when I listen to this album. Mm-hmm. I love Voyager. I love that beat that it's like I can always picture myself like driving at night. Yeah. No cars around and you're just cruising Dark down sky, the road. Yeah. And just that s- slower, cooler jam that just plays. Oh, I yeah. love Voyager. And oh, the song that comes after it, Very Disco. Yeah, I it's really like that words. I love it. Yeah. I mean, oh, man, it hurts me that you just said that Voyager might be the weakest. And I hope uh, you go back and listen to it, though. Uh, maybe. I I feel like a lot of these albums you need to listen to more than once. Oh, for sure. And with me, the only one that I haven't listened to, or the only one I listened to more than once was Random Access Memories. Which yeah. is their most recent album. Me but, too. <laughs> <laughs> by by a few, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, I mean, I hope you go back and listen to it listen again. Listen to us again, especially Voyager. I mean, to anybody listening, that song is just just all the transition from that time of two fifteen to the later half to the first half. It's just a really well written song. I can definitely see why maybe the first like you wouldn't listen to it. Yeah, but I yeah, I think definitely just sit down and just listen to it and just check it out. One thing I did learn too to kind of pivot off of my love of voyager <laughs> that i didn't realize that this was a concept album and i never realized that before really yeah um and again this is according to the wikipedia pulled it from that it, it was supposed to strongly relate to daft punk's childhood memories that tomas says this album deals with the duo's experiences growing up in the decade between 1975 and 1985 okay i thought that was crazy i didn't i never realized that but kind of you know with that knowledge, when I went back Looking and listened back to it, I was like, okay, I can see it, you know? Uh, yeah, and the record was designed to reflect a playful, honest, and open-minded attitude towards listening to music. Again, I can see I that. I can see that. Yeah, like, after hearing a that. A lot of the, there's no, like, there's no, like, heavy, deep songs. They're all, it's a lot of kind of fun, fun and, and light and just easy to listen to. Yeah. And good beats. I think the one I did want to touch on too is harder, better, faster, stronger. Mm-hmm. And I think it's crazy because like you listen to that, and that that is like a sin. That that song is like it's definitely Daft Punk, right? Yeah. Like when you think of Daft Punk and you hear that beat, you can think you, you think know of who Punk, it is, right? yeah. But they didn't write that beat. That's they, a sample. Oh, it is. It's a sample from a song called Cola Baby, Cola Bottle Baby. By Edward Birdsong from the 1960s. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, I didn't I know mean, that. It's crazy. Like, that hook is that recognizable to Daft Punk, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this guy wrote a song that, and a song that never got popular. Mm-hmm. And he wrote, like, one of the greatest hooks and, mel- and beats yeah. of all time. It's kind of like, um, what is it, All Along the Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix. You know, I think that was originally a... That's a Bob Dylan song. But, I mean, yeah. that, even the original, like... It was, you know, it was, it was okay. A, yeah. But it was then, still a bigger song because, I mean, Dylan's huge. Yeah. Um, but what you're, I know what you're saying. You know, somebody else takes, you know, something from another song and makes it their own, and then it explodes because of, you know, what they added to it, how they changed it. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you're saying that, too, because I have a quote here from Edwin Bird's song mm-hmm. from 2018. He's like, I recorded Cola Bottle Baby 30 years ago, and here come some guys from France. I asked them where did you find the music, and they said I was going through bins, and it popped out. So, like <laughs> they were, 
Like, they just found it, too. Uh-huh. And this album does feature a lot of samples. I mean, songs I wouldn't have even... Guessed. I, mean, I wouldn't guessed or even have known. Yeah. But it's just cool, like, that they were able to mix that all together into, like, just this huge album. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I really love this album. Not as much as I'll love one later, but I really <laughs> love this album. Yeah. It definitely my... It was a step up from the first album, in my opinion. I used to play this album a lot when I would fall asleep. Yeah. Especially Voyager and Fairy Disco. And yeah, the, some of the slower, slower songs. songs. Mm-hmm. If you don't go after home on the way home and listen to Voyager again. All right. I'll... I'll, I'll especially, pr- especially since it's night out right now. Yeah. And I got a kind of a far drive. Yeah. Just crank it up a little bit and listen to it. All right. I'll do that. Uh, so, All right. Well, on to their next album here. 2005's Human After All. Not a highly rated album by most people. This is to what most people put as Daft Punk's worst album. Yeah. And I agree with that. Ooh, really? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I gave this album a C. I, this, was, this was what I felt they returned to what their first album was. A lot of it was a lot of just pure electronic music. I did like some of the songs. I really liked Robot Rock, um, and I liked TV Rules the Nation, um, but I really liked the live versions of those better from their Alive 2007 album. Yeah. I mean, that's just cheating. I I know. That concert and that tour is just so legendary. I I know. Still, though, I I do like those songs, and I like them on this album. Um, It's not like, you know, I only like them because I heard them on the live version. No, I know. I'm just saying. Um, I'm just giving you a hard time. It's, I mean, to me, it's, you know, a lot of these songs just felt repetitive. Maybe, maybe if I listen to it two or three more times or something, you know, I'll notice some different stuff in some of the songs, but I, I just really didn't feel anything with this song, with this album. So I personally just, it was a tough listen. I think this album is, let's see. 45 minutes and i tell you it felt longer than that see i'd say the other thing okay what did you think because i gave this album an a and now i haven't listened to this album that much actually to be honest uh homework and human after all are like my two least listened to daft punk albums Mm -hmm. which i don't have enough time to listen to them when i'm listening to the other two so often (laughs) but I really like this album, and honestly, I think without this album, we don't get Random Access Memories, because this this album where they start to change not change, but this sees them use more real instruments in their song. Yeah, yeah, they start to change. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. but I mean, they use real instruments, but they use a lot. Yeah, most a lot more than uses what this. they used to. Yeah, but I can also see why most people um don't like this album. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that this album was recorded in six weeks. Which is a short time. And four of those were spent on mixing the record. Mm-hmm. So that means two weeks they spent. Making the songs, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy because I have this town too. At the time of Human After All's release, Daft Punk considered this their favorite of their albums. Okay. Describing it as pure improvisation. Mm-hmm. And I see that. But I think this is what's really cool about Daft Punk. And I'll even, this is the one I said, this is maybe this is me just standing Daft Punk. (laughs) 
Okay. And I read some reviews for this album. You know, they're all kind of what you said. But maybe a little bit more. Not as harsh as, or maybe a little more harsh. But I, I, I don't know. After I read them after I listened to it, and I thought they were maybe a little over dramatic take. Because I feel like when da- the way they Daft Punk records is they don't make music that they think that is going to sell like, big or, or sell it's going to be. They make music because they want to make music. Yeah. They tour when they want to tour. Mm-hmm. They restock their stupid merch when Whenever they want to restock yeah. their stupid merch. Whenever they want to. For the to. love of God, restock the merch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was a tangent ahead. I mean, my highlights off this album for me were Human After All, Robot Rock, Make Love, and The Brainwasher. The Brainwasher? Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I don't know. I, I, I kind of lost interest through that song halfway through. Uh, I I did like the brainwasher, but that definitely brought back some big house beating trick. Mm-hmm. That was one of them. I said there yeah. was there was a lot of similarities in this one to with homework to me. I think more mm-hmm. so than yeah, um, definitely discovery. With a good sub, this this album sounds great. I I was actually gonna say that because um, when I was listening to this album, the bass did sound incredible. It sounded deep and, you know, rich. Uh, maybe it was just, I don't know if they actually use like a real bass guitar on this. Yeah, or yeah they use uh, Which is probably real what bass added and to real it. Real guitars. And yeah. Added to that, the fullness, I guess, of the sound. So Yeah. I, I didn't put it in my thing, but they didn't really use, yeah, it, I mean, it had minimal production. They didn't use any after effects yeah. or... And they produced his album in six weeks, like I said. But I guess they decided on that beforehand mm-hmm. to like be as a counter like as a counterpoint to Discovery, which had been produced for two years. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to spend six weeks, two weeks re- writing the songs and recording them, and then four weeks mastering. Again, man, to me standing, but what they can write in six weeks, it's I pretty don't good. Think, I don't even think I could write in two lifetimes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this album to me for, is just really good. It's way better than I remember it being. Because I, I went in with the same attitude I always I always remembered having. It's not as good. It's, the songs are crappier, you know? Yeah, it's just going to be... Dry, it drags on. But I didn't find that, man. I loved most of the songs. I loved the real instruments. And I loved that it wasn't as light and fluffy as, like, Discovery was, which I do love in Discovery, obviously. Mm-hmm. This album's only an A. That's an S tier to me. But I love that it was a little darker and a little heavier, and it was just it was just so much different than anything Daft Punk had put out to this point. Yeah. That I really enjoyed this album. And it really, to me, shows the range that Daft Punk can do in music. It's not just light and fluffy, disco, dance house type songs. They could make heavier, industrial, <laughs> I don't think industrial techno is a genre. <laughs> should be. <laughs> They're like the Du Hast of techno. They're the, they're the <laughs> Ramstein. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I like, and maybe that's again coming more from a more battle background. When you hear that down-tuned, heavier mm-hmm. riff guitar work, it just sounds good. Yeah. But no, I just really like this album. I mean, it's I would fair. put it third. Yeah. To me, but I. Maybe someday I will listen to it again, and having my initial opinions come at it 
I'll come at it the next time mm-hmm. more open-minded, you know. I will agree, too, that some of these songs do drag on for a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think they start off strong, but they definitely get into the same vein where Homework did, where it's just it's kind of vibing to the songs instead yeah. of, like, listening to them like you were Discovery. Mm-hmm. It, it is definitely, it is, again, lower in mind, but I see. I, yeah. get, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Well, should we get to the last one? On to their most recent album here, Random Access Memories from 2013, which seems so long ago. Yeah, just like yesterday. Yeah, I I thought this album came out in like 2015, 16 or something, and I no. saw 13, and I was like, oh my god, that's way longer than I thought. Oh, yeah. Um, this album, uh, I gave it an A. <laughs> all right let's hear it for those of you who can't see uh andy is shaking his head at me <laughs> um i i did really like this album the first eight songs for me like i have i have stars on them meaning that i really like these songs but once it got down to beyond motherboard fragments of time doing it right in contact i just kind of they didn't they didn't hit to me like the first you know eight songs <laughs> sorry andy's over here just disapproving of my <laughs> oh, we knew this coming in though yeah um but i really did i really did like this this album i like that they used a lot more real instruments that they had a bunch of guest singers and guest musicians that played on a lot of these songs um and i think this album is definitely it has a variety of kind of like styles of music, different different things that they've tried out, and I think that they were very successful with. Oh, for sure. Um, I'm I don't know if I which one between this one and Discovery, which I would put as my favorite. Maybe more of this one, just mm. because I like you That's know the right choice though. Because I like more of the the real <laughs> instruments and real uh, stuff like that. I mean, not to say that you know electronic instruments and things like that aren't real it's just not my preferred you know type of instrument so you don't have to suck up to me you can say this cover is better if you want i won't fault you um yeah i mean like i said i really like the first eight songs you know especially i i think my favorite song on this album is instant crush um i just really like that song i like the chorus that it had oh wait no touch is the one that had that really nice they both have yeah. really good chords. Yeah. Instant Crush um, is my... I said Voyager is my 1A. Instant Crush is my 1B. Oh, okay. So a favorite Daft Punk songs. Yeah. And, you know, obviously Get Lucky is a huge, huge single off oh, this. Yeah. which um, Deservedly so. Yeah. Lose Yourself to Dance is great. Within is a great song. Giorgio by Moroder. Mm-hmm. I really didn't understand that one, but... You know, it was a kind of a nice... I'll touch on that one in a bit. Yeah, kind of a nice story of the dude's life and, you know, the different style of music that he creates. You know, the game of love and give life back to music. You know, I really like those, you know, slow kind of groovy songs. So, but then I I don't know what it was. It was just right when Beyond hit and I was just like, okay, it didn't, I didn't connect with anything like I did with the previous eight. So... (sighs) Andy, 
Yes. Yeah, what did what did you think of this album? <sighs> I, I gave, already know, but I didn't give this an S tier. You re- think you would? No, I didn't, because I wrote grade G O A T. This is the greatest album ever released by man. <laughs> I gave this a goat tier. <laughs> there is not a single song on here that I do not like. I think every single song on here is S tier. I mean, I guess if you had to make me say what's the least favorite song yeah, on here. Yeah, what is your least favorite song on here? I don't know. Probably doing it right. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know why. I have I have just met. Not done. <laughs> yeah. It's a good song. I really enjoy it. Uh-huh. And then, but I, I mean, I like I really enjoy it, but it is to me the weakest song on here. Oh man, I mean, let's just give life back to music. What a, I mean, okay. Before we start with this, going down the list, mm-hmm. this album is supposed to be like a throwback, love memento, whatever you want to call it, to the '70s and '80s LA scene. Yeah. And God, do they knock that out of the park? You can feel that on every single song um give life back to music he says it's a great slower song i mean it you can really feel it feels like a 70s or late 70s early 80s song yep the game of love again a slower great song with a vocoder that you know one of them i don't know who does the vocals because they will never say (laughs) yeah just kills it um career by mortar is just a really cool song about a cool dude. I mean, this is the dude who really brought like the techno beat to the to the masses. I mean, with the synthesizer and the song, with his big Donna Summers albums that he produced in the seventies. I mean, that that big dance music electronic sound on those early Donna Summer songs mm-hmm. are really what like propels that type of that music. type of music, and it's by this guy. And I'd never heard him before, but I, I love that this song sits down with him. It's just him talking about it with a slow beat. But then just a beat that's that's influenced by him. By him, like, like that when he talks about putting the click on the twenty foot track. Yep. That's on here. That that, that whole song is based around that. Mm-hmm. And there's a really funny story that he tells, where he sits. He goes in the studio to sit down to record it. You know, because they ask him to come in. He's like, oh, I just want you tell your life story and he gets there to the studio in Paris and it's just him and the engineer doing it like Daft Punk's not there so he sits down and they've he's got one three microphones in front of him and he's like you know I'm just telling my story yeah what is with the microphone he was like well the one on the right it's, it's a newer it's a newer microphone from right now the one in the middle is a microphone from the 70s the microphone on the left's from the 40s Oh wow! And he was like, "Who's even gonna hear the difference?" Yeah. And the engineer was like, "They will, you know, <laughs> they'll know." Yeah, that's true. And I just thought that was cool. Like again, going back to them making music that they think is cool to them. Yeah. And I'm sure this song uses all three microphones. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. But it's cool that it does. Mm-hmm. And it's cool that they can tell. Going down again within. Just, just another dope great song instant crush though <laughs> is yeah it's it's just my favorite daft punk song it's he, he does such a good job on the vocals yeah I've, i mean i've never really listened to the strokes so i don't know too much about him 
Julian Casablancas for anybody who doesn't know. <laughs> but he just crushes the vocals. Again, the music video too is really cool. I don't know if you've seen that. I but have it not. it's really cool. It's like a story of two mannequins. But it's shot really well. Yeah. Lose yourself to dance is just awesome. Um I mean I'll say the big the big songs besides in the crush on this, and I think for a lot of people are the ones that feature Pharrell Williams and Nile Rogers. Yeah. And Nile Rogers guitar playing is just it's just great. It just it grooves. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Chick was a huge band, which is he plays for. Had big songs in the seventies. Those songs groove too. And I mean, you can feel that seventies groove. Seventies mm-hmm. disco groove on these songs. Oh yeah. There's also a really cool fan made video for Lose Yourself to Dance, which features just a bunch of like like regular people. Not regular people, but just it features like clips from Soul Train and other moves that feature oh, dancing and okay. all that. It's really cool. It has its own music video too. I think the fan-made one's better. Yeah. Touch is my second favorite song off this album. It, it's eight minutes, but man, it doesn't feel like it. Yeah, I mean, my two were Instant Crush and Touch. Those were my favorite. Just the way that song transforms and moves and grows. and mm-hmm. Paul Williams' vocals is just great. Mm-hmm. Just really makes you think of like a guy, an older gentleman, right? Like who's at the end of his life and is thinking back and looking at pictures and Thinking of everything that he's done. Thinking about things he's done and kind of takes you back to like the big band era with the 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 uh, the brass section and all that. It's yep. just a really cool song. I mean what can I say about Good Lucky that hasn't probably been said by everybody? Yeah. That's their probably their biggest hit that they've released. Right. At least popularity wise. Oh yeah. I mean that album or that song is just it's so good. Pharrell Williams and now Rogers crushed that out of the park mm-hmm. with that post album. Beyond just a cool little song. I know you don't like it. Soy that grooves to me too. Yeah. Motherboard. Oh. Every There's quotes from like Motherboard, which always makes me laugh. Because it always makes me I think Daft Punk just has to be fucking with us where it's like <laughs> this song really shows the interconnection of like the random the ram part like the random access memory computer thing yeah, with the yeah. human brain and it's like like how old did you come okay. to that it, yeah I get it I feel like you're just fucking with us <laughs> Fragments of Time is cool I really like that song because there's a whole YouTube series called The Collab which is interviews from all the people that collab on this album mm-hmm. and Todd Edwards talks about how his whole life was based on the East Coast. It was just based on the East Coast. His studio was over there. His whole life was over there. And then when Daft Punk was like, hey, come record a song with us, collab with us on this album. They brought him out to LA and he, he was just, he was out there for like two weeks, I think. And he's cruising around like Hollywood Boulevard with, with them. And they're just talking music. Mm-hmm. And he's just, He's just touched on like how awesome that was and how he's just making memories cruising around, you know. Uh, you know, these are the times you remember, like the fragments of time you you remember in your in your life. Like yeah. you don't remember the whole event for most things. You remember certain little things. fragments of it. Yeah. And he talks about like how that that two weeks he spent out there just changed his life, and he uprooted his whole studio and moved out to L.A. to do what he does now out there because just those two weeks, like the backstory of that song is just so cool. And he talks about how 
just off all those moments he wrote he wrote the lyrics to that song doing it right i said like i said was probably my least favorite song that's more just it's just a big edm like dance summer yeah with like some touch back to disco and all that contact i love the way that song grooves and it picks up and i love the little intro i from the apollo mission yeah i really like you know the first half of the song i love the second half more than i like the first half really when it starts getting heavy and it grooves and Mm -hmm. One thing I love about it is it uses this uses real acoustic drums in all the songs. Mm-hmm. Like this song, this album was, it's really just like their own custom made module box, and then like real instruments. There's not much electronic electronics to the song, mm-hmm. to this album, and I think that's what's really cool about it. But I like, I, yeah, I like the second half of Contact more to get back on track to what we were talking about. This album is just so good to me, and. I think a lot of that, like I said, it's a it's a tribute to the late eighty, late seventies, early eighties. Which is a lot of what I grew up listening to. What my dad played a lot of Alton John, and a lot of Carol King, a lot of you know James Taylor, like the big singer songwriters of the late seventies and eighties, that had this same style. So I think there's a bit of nostalgia to it, mm-hmm. but then it's also. It takes from, the current and the present, and it just marries those two together. So. To me, there's just a bit of nostalgia with, wow, you know, this is this was. There's also parts that I liked that I when I found music that I enjoyed, and it just puts those two together. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a couple decent bookend speakers. I haven't got this album in vinyl yet, but I'd love to. But I played this album out of those, and like with a good, you know, transition, and it sounds so good. It it sounds so warm. It fills the speakers. It fills the room yeah. you're in. And I think that's a lot of, you know, the actual, the real instruments that they use. Yeah. And just their ability to make. So, I mean, I've listened to this album 400 times at least. Yeah. And I remember you told me uh, when you first listened to this album, you didn't really like it as much as you you do now. Yeah. I listened to this the first time and I didn't care for it too much. But then I kind of had the songs kind of worming their way into my ear after it. And I was like, well, I'll give it another shot. I really liked it. And then I listened to it a third time. Oh, I was like, man, this actually is pretty good. And then back when I was still, this came out in 2013, I was still playing World of Warcraft pretty heavy. And I would raid every weekend, and I would listen to this whole album. Yep, At I least remember. twice a week. It, I would just listen to this whole album. But I did something kind of different. Because, you know, even though I'd listened to all these albums, I still went back and listened to them. And I, instead of listening to it, the way we would, I would normally, and then look up some reviews. I looked up negative reviews for this album, or like not as positive, and tried to listen to it from their perspective. From their perspective, what they didn't like <coughs> that some of these songs were too long and they were too muddled. I, I didn't. I just couldn't. I tried. Like I tried to take it from a different view to like, what if I didn't think this was the greatest album of all time, and I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And then I read that. Someone didn't like it because Instant Crush just sounds like the Strokes and then the Pharrell Williams and songs with Now Rodgers. It doesn't sound like, they didn't sound like Daft Punk songs. They didn't sound like Daft Punk songs. But all I could listen to it was like, Daft Punk wrote these songs and then brought them in to make them, to, or they not to make them better. I mean, it's a terrible way to put it. But more, they wrote these songs with these people in mind or gave them yeah. some liberty and some direction and said, hey, this is what we want to do. How can you help make it 
improve on it or hey we have a great song we think you'd be perfect on I didn't find that these didn't feel like Daft Punk songs and they felt more collaborative they were overshadowed I yeah. felt like you know they just had guest stars on but they were still Daft Punk songs Yeah. and they was talking about I think it's for I just read this I don't remember what uh, song it's for but it's talking about how you know they brought in session players too to play like the bass even though they play and they were sitting there talking about him sitting there talk, humming like a complex bass riff to him for a song mm-hmm. it's like without even playing it it's like clearly these guys are just master songwriters yeah and I mean this album is widely acclaimed yeah there's no doubt there's about no it. doubt about it it's one album of the year I mean I know the Grammys don't mean that much anymore I mean maybe they meant a little more in 2013 but I mean this album is just acclaimed and everybody worked on this nothing but good things to say mm-hmm. and I see why and I think it. I mean it's popular now but I think looking back this album will only get more popular it, just for the production quality the songwriting ability on mm-hmm. it and I understand why that Daft Punk went out on this album yeah I can this is the culmination of everything they had really done to this point mm-hmm how, how do you top this album? Yeah, and I feel like with how successful it was, you know, people are, are going to, you know, they're going to compare this, and if they were to release a new album, they'd be like, well, the new album's not as good or whatever because of this and that. And I don't I don't think that necessarily be fair because although this is a Daft Punk album, it kind of doesn't feel like it, but it does at the same time. Like, Yeah, I mean, I it's can... It's different. And that's what makes it good. Um, but if they were to come out with like a new album and then have it go back to you know more discovery and um, their first album homework, yeah, I feel like people wouldn't like it as much because this album came out. Right, you know? and that's why I said like without Human After All, you don't get Random Acts Memories because they start changing, bringing live music in mm-hmm. or real instruments. I don't know. I mean. It's it's hard because this is obviously my favorite album of all time, mm-hmm. and there's no way I'm ever gonna change that. Yeah, I mean that's really all I gotta say. Yeah, I mean, I I do know that you love this album. Yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt. There's no doubt about it. So, but yeah, Daft Punk overall, what would you give them as a rating? S tier. S tier. S tier. They. It's so hard for me to explain to you on a music term why Daft Punk music is good. I couldn't break it down to you because they use this tempo or yeah. they use this beat and or they use these samples. I love Daft Punk because this music sounds really good to me. Yeah, and that's enjoy, and that's what music is. Yeah. You know, it's there's no formula that you can make that's going to sound good to everybody. Yeah. You know, every artist that puts out music, they put out music that they think you know that sounds good to them. And if somebody else likes it too, you know, that's good. If somebody else doesn't like it, it's not for everybody, you know? Right. Um, music is something that I don't think we'll ever be able to find the secret sauce to be like, this is what we need to have in every song. So everybody's going to like it because everybody's so different. You yeah. Know? It's very subjective. Yeah. And very subjective. To me, I, just, I, yeah, I can't explain to you why I love Daft Punk so much. I just do like, all those songs I love, they just sound good. They're infectious. They're earworm songs. Mm-hmm. 
and there's songs I just come back and listen to all the time. I mean, yeah, it's just, just this is a straight up S tier band for me. It's a top three band for me. Yeah, and I love all their albums. I mean, that's the lowest I gave it was a B. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, I think I'd I'd say B plus. I think, you know, Discovery and Random Access Memories are both fantastic albums. Oh, sure. But then they have, you know, Homework and Human After All. And I, you know, with only four albums to really judge them by, you know, if I think two are amazing and then two are just okay, you know, you kind of got to go middle ground. Um, I imagine seeing Daft Punk live, for me personally, would probably raise them up to like an A or maybe even higher because heard they put on amazing shows yeah which unfortunately we probably will never be able to see them now i don't even think it's probably you you never know come on man they didn't even tour when they could i know they didn't tour and they didn't even tour and support a random acts memories i know i they went on tour in 97 and 07 that's uh, it (laughs) (laughs) maybe 2027 (laughs) that's what we thought about 2017 (laughs) that's true uh, so I mean, yeah, I mean, I do like Daft Punk. I like a lot of their songs, um, and I have a lot of their songs that I'm going to add to this playlist. You know that we've that I've made for this podcast. Um, but you know, I I don't connect with them as much as you do. No, that's fair. I mean, yeah, we haven't got to a band that's the other way, but this was inevitable that we're going to get to a band that somebody likes mm-hmm. more than the other one. And yeah, that, it's kind of. It's the cool thing. Yeah. And we did know that coming to Daft Punk that it was going to be a higher one-sided, one-sided album or review. And I think now is a good time to, to choose Daft Punk. I mean, only broke up within the last month, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, we'll get back to more bands that we don't. But, I don't know. It was kind of interesting to do a band where it's more one-sided. Mm-hmm. Just to hear the like the passion that the other person has yeah. for that band, you know? So, and yeah, I'm sure we'll get to a band for you that you like more than I do. Probably. Probably. <laughs> so yeah. What's next week's? I know, I know you had a band and you're not sure of it. Yeah. I, I originally had a band. We won't name it. That I, we might come back to it. That I haven't named, but I'm, I listened to a couple of their other songs and it really got me feeling sketchy about them. Like a lot of those lyrics and a lot of those songs are pretty, I wouldn't necessarily say like they're, they're definitely violent, but they're also very, uh, hot subjects. It's not raging in some sheen for anybody wondering, (laughs) which we will definitely do. Um, I, I, I was going to do this band, this one that I'm going to announce right now. In two weeks. Okay. I think I'll do them now. And then give yourself time to think of what you want to do this and, week. Yeah, and think. Um, so next week, um, we're going to do Cake. Ooh, I only know one Cake song. Okay. I, I, I think most people know one, one cake, cake song. Yeah, I was introduced to them, and I was shown their most popular song, like their really huge one, and I did not know it at all. You didn't know the distance? Nope. What? I did not know the distance. How did you not know the distance? I listened to that whole song and I was like, I don't think I've ever heard. You've this. never heard the distance? No. 
So wow, that's surprising. So that's why I was like, okay, I mean, if this was a huge song, like, what, what, what else have I missed out on in this band, you know? And I thought it was pretty good. Oh, I love the distance. You know, I mean, I didn't know it was the band it was by. Uh-huh. I'm kind of shocked you've never heard the distance. Yeah, not I, even a little bit. I never. I didn't hear. I didn't recall any of it. Should watch so. the music video for that. That's pretty. That's a pretty <laughs> interesting music video too. So so yeah, next week cake. Uh, it's going to be cake. All right. Thank you for joining us this week. Check us out when we have a slice of cake. <laughs> <laughs>